That's our church. church. Please, these are the words from the Lord, Isaiah 15, verse 4 and 5. It's very important. And we like to say that to him because he gives us understanding. Amen. He has to do it. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not a nor did I turn away. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Uh, my message this morning is very simple, but I think for those who have trouble understanding God and his love for us, what we need to do, how he can come into our lives, and really minister to us where we are totally fearless, no matter what the world throws at us. So very important. Now listen, in Genesis chapter 3, beginning from eight, uh, verse 8 and 9, verse, verse 8, it says, And they heard the sound, Adam and Eve, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That was the meeting time. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God among the trees of the garden. How can you hide from God in trees? He sees everything. But things have changed for them. A lot has changed for them. They knew you couldn't hide. They knew that. But now they're hiding. Then the Lord God called to Adam. Adam means human. If you have flesh, you're human. Adam is a man, woman. You're human. Let me say something here. After they sinned, they were totally baffled. You can't go back where you came from. You are totally powerless. I'm sure they were thinking, what happened? How could we get back where we were before? They couldn't do anything about it. It's over. In serious distress because of what's happened to us. And this happened to us. We see it happening to us. Things come into our lives. There's nothing you can do. It's happened. You can't change it. You just sit there. God could have just said, I told them not to do it. I'm just going to sit up in heaven. No. No. He came looking for them. They couldn't change anything. There was nothing they could do to change anything. There's only one that can do something about it. But that was his man. He's not going to let them. He's not going to let them. He came after them. And you can hear the pain in God's heart. Adam, where are you? Question. This morning, are you still hiding from God? You are in a situation, you can't do anything about it. 
But God knows you personally and knows your situation. And he's hurt by what's happening to you. And he comes looking for you. You're hiding. He's saying, where are you? Adam, you think God didn't know where they were? He knew. But they were hiding. Question, are you still hiding from him? Are you still hiding? The greatest enemy of mankind from the time of Adam till this very day, the greatest enemy of mankind is called sin. That's our greatest enemy. That's the greatest killer. And you know, God hates it. God hates sin. Adam couldn't do anything about his sin. You can't do anything about your sin. You can't change anything. It's done, it's done. But God came looking for him. And God hates it. You know, Jesus declared in John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, The thief, the thief does not come except to kill, I mean to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So there is a thief on the loose. And he's coming after your life. And God doesn't like it at all. He's coming after you, your marriage, your children, your health, everything. But Jesus declared, I came. Amen. I came. I came from heaven that you might have life. So they can steal from you. They can kill you. They can destroy you. He came. Notice Adam couldn't do anything about it. But God came looking for him. That's what it is. I came that you might have life. No matter what you're going through, please understand Jesus is still on your side. God wasn't angry with Adam. <laughs> if, if I were God, man, I'd blow that man away. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't angry with Adam. I mean, he actually made quotes for them. This God, you think God has changed? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. Nothing changes him. He came looking for them. Let me say this to you. You read in John chapter 1 verse 17. He says, For the law came through Moses. But grace and truth, grace and truth, Came through Jesus Christ. And I say, okay, what's the difference? What do you mean the law came through? That's John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, a great chapter. And then God's saying, the law came through Moses. But then grace and truth came through Jesus. So in my mind, what's the difference? 
What was, was the difference that was going to happen here? Then I realized why Jesus came. In, in Romans chapter eight, uh, 8 verse 3, it says, For what the law could, could not do, what the law could not do. In other words, Adam, you are now sitting there. We are in our sin, in captivity. The enemy harassing us, stealing from us. We couldn't do anything about it. But God was busy on our behalf. He tried the law. He says what the law could not do because the flesh was weak. For what the law could not do in that it was weak. The law was weak. Through Moses, still couldn't help us. It was weak. Through the flesh. But then God did. Amen. God did. God gave the law. It didn't work for him. But God's not going to give up. God did. Well, how did he do it? By sending his son. For God so loved the world. That's the reason he came. For one purpose. To destroy the destroyer of man. That's why he came. What the law could not do. Because it was weak through the flesh. The problem was, we were just sitting there. We couldn't do anything about it. And God was busy trying to free us. And if you're here, you think God doesn't know where you are. He knows you. You're human. You're Adam. He knows you personally. He knows everything. And he's working on your behalf. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, he's on your side. He's always on your side. He's always on your side. He sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Like sinful flesh. So the problem was the flesh. Sinful flesh. And on account of sin, notice why he came. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. When God condemns something, it's condemned. You see, you sit there, there's nothing you can do about your sin. But when God comes and you allow him, he destroys the power of sin in your life. He condemns it. He puts it to death. You may not feel like he's put it to death, but if you believe, that's exactly what's happened. And that's all he's asking for. That's all he's asking for. Because that opens the door for God to come in the cool of the day to have fellowship with you. And all of a sudden, this Christ spirit comes over your life. Listen, the Christ spirit comes in. You may feel, you may not feel, but something changing inside of you. That's what this is all about. He destroyed, he condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of God might be fulfilled in us. That's why Jesus came. For God, so, he says, 
God sending his son, God did by sending his son. Jesus was clear. Every time you read, the father who sent me. You read in the scripture, the father who sent me. The father who sent me. Why? He's after you. There is something wrong in your flesh and he wants to destroy it. So that you can be free. Amen. Amen. That's what he wants to do. Now, if you read in Romans chapter 8, verse 10, it says, And if Christ, that's what I mean. When the Christ spirit comes into you, if Christ is in you, the body is dead. Hello? The body is dead. But you're still alive. But the body is dead. Why? The body is dead because of what? Sin. He condemns it. You sit there, you can't do anything about it. But you can. And God devised a way. He sent his son, the one who created the universe. There's nobody bigger than himself. He came for you. Amen? He came exactly for you. Even if you think, oh, well, I've done so many wrong things. We are many in the world. Don't load of crazy stuff. But he's still after you. Because he loves you. For God so loved the world. He loves you. That can never change. No matter where you've been. That can never change. He loves you. And he's working on your behalf. This is the principle. Once the Christ spirit comes into you. There is a principle that goes. Romans 8, 28. For we know that all things work together for good. For those who love God. And those who are called according to his purpose. And you know I'm looking at faces of those that he has called. And you have been called according to his purpose. He's been fighting on your behalf. He loves you no matter what you've done. He wants you. He cares for you. He wants to be close to you. That's what it is. That's just the truth. Amen. Amen. And look at this Christ's face. He says, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life. Amen. For what? For righteousness. The Christ spirit changes the way you think. It's called grace. You did nothing about it. You just sat down there and you heard the message and all of a sudden, hey, you are a new creature. According to the scriptures. Now, how did it happen with Abraham? How do we respond? When I read the scripture, I, did, I can't see Abraham trying to be righteous. <laughs> Hello? He wasn't trying to be good or bad. He just believed God. Right? That was it. You read in, in um, Genesis chapter 20. I mean, this is a man of God. I mean, a prophet. God says he's a prophet. He told his wife, say you are my sister. 
That's not trying to be right. And Abimelech looked. This is the king Abimelech says, Whoa, that's a beautiful woman. I need that one. He said, Yes, my sister, you can have her. We think you're crazy if you do that, Jenny. I mean, you give your wife away like that. And he's a man of God, a prophet. He wasn't trying to be right. Abimelech took the woman in and forgot. And one night God gave, came to him in a dream. He said, Abimelech, you are a dead man. <laughs> huh? I'm a dead man? What happened? He says, you have another man's wife. He says, the guy said he's a sister. God said, yes, yeah, I know you, you did it for me right heart. That's why I prevented you from touching her. But now, you need to talk to Abraham. Let the man that lied to you pray for you. Because he's a prophet. <laughs> How can a man be a prophet? What did he do to be a prophet? But he was God's man. He didn't have to do anything. Jesus have to believe. And when you believe, the Christ spirit comes into you. The Christ spirit comes into you. And things begin to change. You look forward to being with him. You want to read your Bible. You want to pray. On Sunday morning, before the sun is out, this is a good day to play golf. No, you don't do that anymore. It's a good day to go to church. And you're willing to give. Before, uh-uh, it's my money. I work hard for it. I'm not giving that money to that pastor. Your whole thing is changed. Why? The Christ Spirit has come into Let me say, give you this scripture here. Romans chapter 4. It says, What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? Okay? Has found according to the flesh. Has found according to the flesh. He says, in my flesh dwells no good thing. Sin dwells there. What did they find? For if Abraham was justified by trying to be... That's the problem. We think we have to do something to earn this thing. It's by grace. You can't change your own life. Adam couldn't change his situation. He couldn't reverse what he had done. There was no way to do it. He didn't know what to do about that. All he had to do is sit. He didn't know what God was going to do to him. That's the place we find ourselves. But God's always for you. And he loves you dearly. He gave his life for you. He did. What did he find according to the flesh? I'm glad he mentioned the flesh because the flesh is the real problem. That's where sin dwells. And that's when God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He condemned that sin in the flesh. How did Abraham find that? You can read about 
uh, uh, Jacob, how crafty he was. But as you see, he followed God. It's funny because exactly Isaac did the same thing. Lying about his wife. These were great men of God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But these were liars. Excuse me. <laughs> and Jacob a deceiver. But at the end, you see Jacob gentle. He knew his God. This is what Abraham found. He says, if Abraham would justify because he tried to do something, you can't do anything about your sin. You just can't. That's why Jesus came. It's an insult to think you could. If Abraham were justified by works, he has something to boast about. But not before God. Because what does the scripture say? He believed. That's all. He just believed. He just believed that God is. And the rest of it, God was the one doing the changing. That's what he does for us. Amen? That's what he does for us. If you're here this morning, God knows you personally. He knows all the mistakes, but he doesn't hold anything against you. He's always on your side. And if you turn around and you turn to him, you're always welcome. That's the title of the message. God will always welcome you. He will always welcome you. Amen? The question is, Abraham believed God. Not what he did. That's what held him. He's the father of faith. He believed God. (coughs) Excuse me. He knew God was. And he held on to God. But he wasn't trying to be super righteous. He just believed God. There's nowhere to boast. It's grace. The law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus. And that's what God wants us to believe. If you believe this morning, your life's going to be changed. Things are going to be transformed. He says it was in the world that Jesus, and the world was made through him. He made the world. And the world did not know him. They didn't recognize who they were dealing with. He came to his own people, and they didn't receive him. But as many as received him, it doesn't matter the number. You're listening to me this morning. All is asking, receive the son. Once you receive the son, just like Abraham believed, the Christ spirit comes into your spirit and destroys sin in the flesh. And you don't feel like it because you feel these things are going through your mind and sinful thoughts, but the work had begun. Amen? Amen. It's a good work. And every work that God begins, He finishes. He perfects. He's never going to give up. It's not like I worked too hard yesterday, I need need some rest today. No. He finishes. God says in Proverbs 1 verse 23, Turn at my rebuke. In other words, he opens your eyes to see that's not the way to go. 
turn towards me. Turn at my rebuke. And then he says, surely, no doubt, I will pour out my spirit, the Christ spirit. When you turn to God, God then pours out his spirit. The Christ spirit into your spirit. And then he says, I will make my words known to you. He is the word sent to us. The word takes the place of Christ today. And when we believe the word, and God opens our eyes to the word, things begin to change. We understand who he is now. And we love him. Turn at my rebuke. In other words, come to me. You can't do anything about what's going on there in your life. But I've been talking to you. Turn around. When you come, then I will pour that spirit. You know, the Bible talks about Samuel. He says, the Lord revealed himself to Samuel by the word of the Lord. Samuel did not know God. The great prophet, he didn't know God. But God revealed himself. And God says, if you turn... I will make my word known to you. And that's everybody. That's everybody. Amen? That's everyone. If you're human, you're sitting today, you're hearing my voice, God's speaking to you. God's speaking to you. Amen? If you don't say it, I'll say it. Yes. I saw some things in John chapter 6. And Jesus is speaking. Very interesting things. It says in verse 45. It is written. John chapter 6. It is written in, in the prophets. And they shall all. Please say the word all. They shall all be taught of God. By God. Every human. God speaking to you. If you're hearing my voice this morning, God's speaking to you. They shall all. And when God says all, it means all. You are part of all. God's speaking to you. They shall all be taught by God. Therefore, because of this, everyone who has heard and learned Heard and learned. You can choose not to hear. You can choose not to learn. You can choose not to understand that Jesus came for you. That's your choice. But he's speaking to you. And he's speaking to you this morning. He wants you. Yield so I can destroy this thing that's destroying your life. That's killing you. I want to destroy it so I can get so close to you. Be a member of your family. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's what God is saying. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father. Guess what you do? Comes to me. Learning means you share the word and you begin to understand. But you can't do anything about it. The only one that can help is Jesus. 
and you can read through the scriptures. There was never one time anyone came to him and he turned them totally away. He welcomed everyone and solved their problem. He's going to solve yours today. Can I hear an amen? amen? He's going to solve yours today. He also said in verse 65, Therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. And that's interesting. But once you've learned and you are able to understand that you need Jesus, guess who granted that to you? Him. Amen? And once you have been granted, you come to Jesus, he won't reject you. Never. You don't have to do anything. You come and he destroyed the thing that's destroying you. Amen? I will now. Verse 37, the same chapter. He says, all that the Father gives me, that means you heard from him. Amen? And you're hearing from him this morning. Though I'm speaking to you, but God's speaking to you today. Amen? God's really speaking to you today. You may not know, but I'm telling you, he's speaking to you today. All you need to do is, I surrender God. I'm coming to Jesus. Amen? I'm coming to Jesus. I'm coming. And I want you to do this for me. He welcomed everybody. He said, that's why he came. That's why he came. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. No means. When you come today, you're welcome. And once you come, just like the prodigal son, you, he's been looking for you. He's not going to come after you. He speaks to you. But once you understand and you say, just like the prodigal son, I'm going back home. He's been waiting for you. He's going to welcome you. And he's going to change things in your life. If you come, you're not rejected. No matter where you've been. No matter what you've done. You are accepted as his beloved. Let's not talk about the old. God will always welcome you. Jesus will always welcome you. Listen to this scripture. Luke 19 verse 10. He says, For the Son of Man has come to seek You, you don't know how to find him. Adam didn't know how to find back God. He had no way to know. He had no clue. Just sit there. But he's coming after you. Amen? Amen? He's coming after you because of his great love for you. For the Son of Man has come. That's the Son of Man, the Son of God has come to seek and to save. Amen? Amen. To seek and to save. Whatever you are in need of saving for, the master is here this morning. Amen? Amen. He'll save you. No matter what's going on in your life, 
he'll save you. The prodigal son knew what was going on. And he wanted to be with the father. His father. If you read in the story of the prodigal son. Sometimes I have to wonder. I don't know whether the one that we call the prodigal son. Or the one that was with the father. Which of them was really prodigal? It's frightening. The younger one, he knew his right. <laughs> but you can notice, the father never stopped him. He says, give me now. I don't want to wait until you die. I want my portion right now. And he gathered everything. And I'm sure his father's heart was like. Huh. But notice when you read the scripture. The father says nothing to him. He just lets him do whatever he wanted. And that's what we've done. We just do whatever comes. Because sin lives in us. And we do whatever comes to us. We don't care about the father. We just want to do our thing. In some filled with anger says, oh, we are red-blooded. In our house, everybody's always, everybody's always angry. It's in, our, it's in our DNA. So you excuse all of that. But the guy left. And the father gave him, he had fun for some time, but it was sinful fun. And then he realized, Something wasn't right. When he had to struggle with pigs to eat. That's what Satan wants to do. Reduce us to that place. Sin. It's like trying to eat with pigs. From the same trough. The man that God made to eat with pigs. And try to fill your stomach with that. That's madness. But the father never went after him. He stayed back home, but his heart was with him. His mind, full thoughts of his son. We don't know how long. But then he said, the fellow, he came to himself. Amen. Many of us are coming to ourselves this morning. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Yeah, we're coming to ourselves. Because we recognize God loves us. He He has sent His Son to fight for us. All things work together for good. Because we love Him. He sent His Son. He realized, hey, I shouldn't be doing this. Even if I were just a servant in my father's house. I'll be okay. I'm going back home. And I'm going to tell my father, look, I've done very bad. I don't, you don't have to allow me to be your son. I just want to come in. I don't have to eat with pigs anymore. God's giving us time in this life. That's a parable. But that's happening in the natural. 
You think you're doing your own thing? Oh, you're eating with pigs. You're eating with pigs. I'm not going to be there. I'm going back to my father. And when the father saw him, I don't know how many days the father was looking for him to come back home. Are you still hiding? Are you going to come back home? All you need to do is believe and trust in the love of your father for you. That young man knew there was something about his father. Even though I've done that wrong, he's still going to accept me. Amen? He's still going to accept me. He knew that. I'll go back to my father and I'll tell him I've done this thing wrong. I'm not worthy to be your son, but just let me. But he knew the father will accept him. So he made the journey. Many of us know, would you make that journey this morning? Would you come to your father and say, I know you're going to accept me. And let this Christ spirit come into your life and change your life. I, uh, as you study that scripture, it's the funniest thing that you read. The father saw the son. He was so glad. He, he was dead. He's alive. Lost. He's found. And the, the son began to recite what he had been going through in his head. When I get to my father, I'm going to say that the father wasn't even listening. He said all these things. I'm not sure if the guy even heard it. He was so glad the son was back home. Amen. And we're coming back home this morning. Can I hear an amen? Every one of us, back to our father. Satan is out of our lives. The killer is out of our lives. We know Jesus and we're coming back home. Can I hear an amen? Yes, we're coming back home. And he loves us. You're going to make mistakes? Yes. That's not what this is all about. It's about what he's done. What Jesus has already done for you. That's what is important. He will always welcome you. But then you read about the other son. And that was an amazing thing. He slaved. I mean, the father says for the prodigal, Hey, let's kill the biggest cow in the house. Let's have a party. And I'm sure all the servants are saying, this is wonderful, we're glad you come, we're going to eat a lot of meat today. This is a great day. They were all happy. And there was a lot of noise. And the other son, the good, good son, was busy in the field. He had no clue. He says, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, your, father, your brother is back. Huh? What brother? He should be punished. Sometimes we see that in the church. <laughs> no. Your brother is back. And your father is celebrating. It's a big feast. He was mad. Hey. He told his father, I have been walking. <laughs> That's what we like to do, right? You can't do anything about it. Just enjoy it. Receive him, bring him into your life, sit back, kick back, and enjoy. Because of what he has done. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son for you. He always will love you. 
The father was happy. The boy said, the other prodigal son. He said, I have been slaving for you. And all these years I slaved for you. You never even killed a goat or whatever. You did nothing for me. He said, hey son, are you that dumb? Everything I have is yours. Everything I have in the house is yours. You are the owner. You kill whatever you want, celebrate whatever. This guy didn't enjoy life. He was trying to impress his father. You can't impress him. You just have to believe. Amen? You can't impress him. He's the one that will do all the work. All you have to do is accept and believe. And he changes everything. So that no flesh will glory in his sight. No flesh. That's why it's good news. Doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter what you've done. If you will come back home at his rebuke, he says, I will pour my spirit on you. Which is the Christ spirit that changes you. And after that, he begins to work. That he's going to perfect. Amen? Amen? He's going to perfect. Bow your heads with me this morning. I'm sure you can feel his presence here today. And I prayed, I've been praying that God will give, open your eyes. Especially those who are uh, struggling. Because you think you've done something. And that's why something is happening. That has nothing to do with it. Everything that happens to you after you receive Christ. God's working it out for your good. Those who love God. That's what is going on. Put all of those things aside and welcome Christ into your life. It's not performance. It's called grace. Amen? It's called grace. I will encourage every one of you, you heard my voice, that you learned from the Father today. I know he's not here. You can't see him. But he's been speaking to you. He's been speaking more words to your heart than I've spoken today. He's he's the one. If you will respond to him today, something is going to change in your life. And things are going to begin to look up for you. Amen? All heads bowed. Please be reverent before God. And eyes closed, please. Because he's here. And we need to give these individuals uh, who want to say, God... I understand the message now. I've been trying to be a Christian. You don't try to be. Just be one. Amen? By believing. At the count of three, I need you to just put your hand up and say, I welcome that word and I want Jesus. I'm coming home. I heard him. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you. Yes, I see that. Thank you, God. That's wonderful. That's well good. Would you all please stand with me? I can feel his presence here this morning. And for every one of us, no matter where you are, God's with you. Don't let any voice. You know, I had some young person I was talking to, this voice telling her, you know, I don't know why I'm thinking these thoughts. I said, 
Those are not your thoughts. You don't like them, right? When those thoughts come into your heart, you panic. You don't want them. That's not you. That's coming from the enemy. Don't ever own it. That's not your voice. That's not, those are not your thoughts. All you have to do is, no, no, that's not who I am. I have Jesus. I'm a new creature. Those are not your thoughts. Don't let the enemy torment you for no reason. Because God's, God's always with you. And the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody. If God, no, I know, he is for me. Amen? The scripture says it's for me. He came for me. Say it with me. Jesus came for me. You can't hide anymore. <laughs> Amen? Especially those that lifted their hands up. Would you pray with me? Welcome the Christ. The Christ spirit this morning. Say with me, God Almighty. Thank you. For sending your son. In the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin. You condemned sin. In my life. And all the evils that go with sin, they are condemned. The body is dead because of sin. And my spirit is living because of the Christ spirit in me. I am a new creature. I belong to God. God is my father. I'm free because Jesus made me free. Can we give him a clap, our friend? Wonderful.